Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capallo. I'm the VP Business Development Now Media Group. Before we start, I'd just like to give a shout out to our sponsor. For those of you that are unfamiliar with Valley First, they're a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Smokin' and Thompson Valleys. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families, and they also have a robust business and commercial team with the expertise products and services needed to help local businesses grow and thrive. For more information, visit valleyfirst.com business. And thank you to Valley First for being a uh, sponsor of Business Matters. Today, we welcome uh, Alana Railton to Business Matters. Welcome, Alana. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Rob. Alana is the Business Banking Advisor at Valley First. Um, and today, we're going to talk about diversifying your investment beyond your business. And it, I believe this is a, it's a it's a topic I'm interested in because I think probably most business owners um, don't think about it or, you know, they might do things like they take a bonus or increase their salary or whatever it may be, but they don't think about how, about taking those funds and potentially investing them. So I think, you know, there's opportunity to build wealth by using your business income. So I'm really looking forward to exploring that topic today with you. So let's get started. Um, again, thank you for joining um, this morning. And we, we had a little bit of a joke that we actually were separated by an alley right now. We're, we're we are. Alana's really close in the branch, close to me. So um, before we get started, uh, you know, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about, you know, what are you hearing in the business environment right now? Like what, I mean, you're, you're dealing with businesses all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what's, I know there's probably a lot of uncertainty out there, but what are you hearing good, bad, or indifferent from sort of the business community? 2020 was a hard year. I don't think that that's lost on anyone. And at this point, we're finding that businesses are starting to find their footing. They are coming back. They're doing business with the new parameters in place, with social distancing, with wearing masks, and they're doing the best that they can with those particular requirements in place. And a lot of businesses are, I don't want to say that they're thriving, but they're definitely surviving and they're not necessarily going day to day or um, payment to payment at this point that they that they are seeing increased traffic. They're seeing more things being booked, um, especially now that we have gone through, well, hopefully <laughs> gone through what we are seeing as our second wave. And we haven't seen any of those further major lockdowns that we did in March and April. That was, I know, one of the big concerns. So business owners right now, I think we're seeing the positive at this point. Good, we're yeah. starting to see the light. We're in a little bit of a, I always say we're in a little bit of a bubble, for lack of better words, sort of in our region as well, where, you know, we, we, we are in Ontario or Vancouver that they haven't been able to leave their place in our complete lockdown where we've, we've, I wouldn't say normal, definitely not normal, but no. an activity for sure. But uh, so that's good. Um, yeah. When it comes to sort of your, your titles of business banking advisor, mm-hmm. can you explain what that actually means, what that entails? Because I know that 
you know, I've actually had interviews with sort of business banking advisors mm -hmm. from your team that fill a different role, but specifically in rural role, what does that entail? So specifically my goal is to be able to help a, a member with both their business and their personal life. So a lot of times you can't separate where your business ends and your, and your personal begins. Mm -hmm. Those income pieces are so enveloped between each other that you can't just draw a fine line and say, okay, this is, this is where this ends. So I navigate the waters that are in between those two regions. I can work with the gray. I can work with the different income structures that we might be seeing, whether it's dividends, whether we have retained earnings in the business that we could potentially pull in to look at doing a personal mortgage or something like that. That's specifically where my niche is to make sure that you are covered on your business and your personal. Mm -hmm. And then with that, what our best plans are to move forward. How do we make your business successful? How do we diversify outside of your business? How do we make sure that your personal life is working the way you want it to, to maximize your goals, whether it's kids going to university or retiring at 60 or whatever that might look like, because it's always going to be different for every person we talk to. Right. Retirement at 55. Perfect. <laughs> um, how long have you been in this role? I have been in this role since 2018 when I came back from mat leave with my daughter. But you've been with Valley First, you're saying, for almost 10 years? Yeah, almost 10 years. I'm headed in, in March. I'm headed into my 10th year with the credit union. I started at um, Envision in the Lower Mainland in, well, almost 10 years ago. <laughs> what, were you, what role were you in before you, you went into the business banking advisor role? Uh, just before that, when I went on mat leave, I was in the senior financial advisor position. So that meant that I was looking after all of our members' personal needs and hadn't quite, when I went on mat leave, the role that I'm in now is not the role that it was when I left. So it shifted. Right. And I, th I think the role that we have now as business banking advisor really maximizes what we're capable of and how we can help our members succeed in their goals. That's excellent. So when we talk about the term diversifying, so in specifically the topic today is diversifying outside of your business, mm -hmm. what does that mean to a business owner? And the second part is that what are the, some of the benefits of doing something like that? Because like I said, I would assume a lot of business owners maybe don't even think about it. It's definitely something that is not uh, prevalent with a lot of business owner, owners, simply because your business as an entrepreneur, that's, that's your baby. You put your blood, your sweat, your tears, your every extra ounce of time that you have into that business. And you want it to succeed and you want it to do really well and you want it to grow. And what we see is, is that sometimes members so, focus solely on their business and they don't look to things like, you know, how is the landscape of how I do business changed, especially with COVID? we need to take those things into consideration. Or if your business is doing really, really well now, and in 20 years, we look at things, is your business still gonna be viable? Is there going to be a market to be able to sell your business and have someone purchase it at a fair market value to fund your retirement? So those are all questions that we look at when having this conversation with members. Yeah. And there's multiple ways that that this could be facilitated. It could be, you know, looking at things as simple as a benefit and retirement package purchase plan that you do with your business. It could be 
doing a loan out of your business and investing into another property. Or it could be as simple as maybe paying yourself a different salary so that you can invest in RRSPs. Right. And those are all conversations that we would have with a business owner and their accountant. We are just part of the team. We're the part of the team that helps the business owner make the best decisions to move forward with their business. And in this instance, since we're talking about it, diversify outside their business. So you mentioned sort of uh, potentially investing in real estate or like you mentioned a few of the options is, is, is really anything you would invest in a personal, in your personal portfolio, although all those opportunities are available for a business owner? They are available, whether or not they're realistic and viable is a different question. And again, one that we would have with, uh, and again, a conversation we would have with an accountant. But yes, whatever you can do on the personal side, you can also do on the business side. So and what is your process for that? Like, do you, I would assume, because everybody's different, every business is going to be different, Mm because I love that you said that you want to work with the business owner on their personal life and then their business side because they, they are you know married because mm-hmm. you know especially if you're an entrepreneur that that's your income so in your retirement or whatever it may be so what's the process you do though like what does that look like are, are you sitting down you mentioned bringing in an accountant do you bring people from your team that as needed like what does that process look like when you're working with a business owner so it is setting up a well at this point it's a virtual meeting between typically three to four parties depending on the structure of the business if the business is a corporation and has two share shareholders then we include both shareholders since they both make the decisions and then whomever their accountant or bookkeeper is in addition to myself sometimes if we are looking at things like legacy planning this would also include their lawyer Right. So if we want to have that conversation as to including a new individual as a shareholder, let's say, if they're adding their son on or something, we want to ensure that we're also having the conversation with the lawyer in regards to what that looks like and what kind of tax implications are elicited with um, the sale of shares within the business. Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's, yeah, like you become an extension of this business. Like you're- Yes. Yeah, which is great. So yeah. do you look at even, like what if a business um, is looking for acquisition? Because that's part, that potentially could be considered obviously the person. Absolutely. You're involved yep. in that process, exploring that with them and bringing in, like you said, the partners that are needed to potentially facilitate that. Yeah, we would absolutely look at that. That is diversifying your business is, right. is you know, acquiring another business or acquiring a piece of equipment that will help you pivot what you're currently doing and maybe change the dynamic. So now instead of just one streamline avenue, you've got two avenues that you can look to be increasing your revenues from. So all of that is diversifying your business, whether it's taking money and investing outside of it or changing the landscape of what you're currently doing, increasing your activities in regards to access to a different machine or equipment that allows you to do a certain product that you hadn't previously offered or trade product or trade. Makes sense. So mm-hmm. um, for the business owners that are, you know, we talked about maybe not a lot of them are exploring this. What are some of the dangers of not diversifying your business? Like what have you seen? So what are some of the pitfalls of, of you know, just sticking to do what you're doing and not diversifying? The landscape and and not to not to keep coming back to COVID, but 
to come back to COVID, <laughs> the landscape of how businesses operate drastically shifted last year. They needed to shift in order to stay relevant. And if they didn't shift, then unfortunately we saw some businesses close their doors. So in terms of making sure that we look to those things and they might not happen tomorrow, Rob, I'm not talking like you need to come in and have a conversation and all of a sudden your business is going to shift within the next five days. It doesn't happen like that. Let's be realistic on the time frame. there. It's there's planning, there's conversations. We need to map out how we think that this would affect an individual's business and what additional revenues would come in from there. And if we don't look to those pieces, what is the relevancy of your business in five years, in 10 years? Is it still going to be relevant? Is it still going to be as large of an income source in your personal life as it is now? And unfortunately, we need to have those tough conversations with business owners. Sometimes they don't want to hear those things. Like, is my business going to be relevant in 10 years? Of course, my business is going to be relevant in 10 years. But if COVID has shown us anything, we don't know what's coming. We don't know what the next 10 years are going to bring. And we need to prepare for that. That's a fair comment. So what are some ways, like, so how how do business owners draw funds out of their business? Like, what are some ways that they can actually draw funds out of it to actually pass the business side? Well, they can be pulling salaries out so that they're maximizing their um, CPP and EI benefits on their personal side. So then they have that to fall back to, or when they do hit retirement, they've got their CPP maxed out so that they can start pulling that. Doing things like if there have been shareholder loans that need to be repaid, those could be done as well. You can also be doing purchases within your business with your retained earnings to diversify what it is that you're actually doing, as we previously mentioned. And again, all of these, I am not a tax expert by any means. I will caveat all of that. So again, the importance of having that open and honest conversation with your accountant and then of course your advisor so that we know what your plans are and how we can help guide that to maximizing revenue for the next five years. And then, you know, we reevaluate after five years and then we see what it looks like after that and keep, and just keep going and just keep, propagating the business as far as we can. So it doesn't matter the size of business. Are you typically working with uh, solo entrepreneurs and does it make it harder if you're a corporation to do this or, or is it, you know, the process is the same? The, the concept is the same. The process varies depending on how your business is structured. Okay. So the, Availability is there for any business structure. The the goal is, and the the thing that we need to make the most sure of is is that we're doing it in in the way that makes the most sense for the way the business is structured. So whether it's a sole proprietor, maybe we then look to incorporate that sole proprietor depending on what they wanna do. Or if that sole proprietor wants to do a personal investment on their personal side, then maybe we like to reallocate the funds so that we're doing that within within the sole proprietor right. piece. That makes sense. Okay. Um, you mentioned borrowing money. Do you think right now, and again, everybody's different and no, we're not experts mm-hmm. in, in this, but do you, do you, would you recommend borrowing money? Like, I feel like I jokingly said the money is almost free now. It's so cheap. Uh, money it, is it, cheap. 
if you have the wherewithal within your business to borrow money to invest or diversify, it's, some, it's a strategy that you could explore. You could explore it, absolutely. Um, you're right, it is very particular on who fits within that, that frame as to whether or not borrowing money would be good on a return investment. And it's just a case by case basis, to be honest with you, Rob, I don't ever want to say, go out and borrow a bunch of money and borrow it on super cheap terms, and then have your investment fail, because now you're held with this borrowing and you have nothing to show for it. So cool. it's a case by case basis, obviously something that we would consider and discuss and review and there are benefits with it. There are pitfalls with it, just like any investment. So it's just important to review that and what that might look like for your own personal portfolio as well as your business portfolio. Makes sense. I, I would think that, you know, having an actual plan in place or goals outlined are so important when you're doing something like this. But I find that, and even some of the business we work with, they just, they're so close to it and they're working in the business that haven't had time to develop this, what the plan mm -hmm. is. Do you work with them? Like, would you sit down with a, with a business owner and actually, okay, let's, let's plan what the next five, 10 years should look like in your business and outside of your business. Do you actually work or be pulling team members to do that if needed? Absolutely, we do. Yep. And if we are looking at, you know, things that include expansion that go over my head, because by no means am I an expert in everything. I have a great commercial team that I work with here in Kamloops who deal with very large commercial members. Yeah. They deal with millions of dollars day in, day out and cover everything. So if there's something that I don't know, I'll put one of those guys in. Right. And if I have someone that has a wealth question, I'll put one of my wealth guys in. So not only do these business owners have myself as a business banking advisor behind them, I have a whole nother team behind me that supports me. So you've got, you know, six, seven, eight people working with you to ensure that your business is going to be as profitable and as successful as we can possibly make it because I get invested. And this is probably one of my own failings, Rob, is, is that I get invested with my members and I want to see when these businesses work and, you know, a, a member opens up a new location. I'm just as excited that they've opened up a new location <laughs> as they are. I absolutely get invested in this and I get really excited when my members are doing well and things are going really, really well. That's great. Well, and that's what makes, I think, probably you successful at what you do is because you do get invested in those things. It's important, it's important to do that, I believe, too, because it's, it's a partnership in my mind, right? So I speak on, I've talked about this before, sorry, when we grew our business is that, you know, having a good uh, a financial advisor and a, and a lawyer and accountant and a business banking advisor, like having that team around you to help grow your business is so important. It's mm -hmm. so important. So you don't have to do it on your own because sometimes you feel like you're on an island when you're an individual. Right? Absolutely. So what about businesses? One of the things you talked about, and, and I agree that, you know, the last 2020 threw everything into a spiral and it made people really reevaluate, you know, some people reevaluate their business and how they do, but we, we can't control what, you know, sometimes what, what we don't know what the next six months, two months, mm -hmm. even more might bring. So what about people that are, want to do this, but they're scared to like, well, we, we don't want to take those dollars and put them somewhere. And then what if we need them? Like, is there an opportunity for them to invest and diversify, but still have liquidity and being able to get those funds if they're ever needed again? Absolutely. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, and I'll caveat this again, by no means would this be 
a solution to everyone, but if members want a little bit of return, but don't want to take a ton of risk and want that quick, you know right. what, I need $20,000 and I need that now, then we could even look to be putting some cash into term deposits. Right. Term deposits are held at branch level. They are, um, for those individuals that are familiar with a different term, they are guaranteed investment certificates, so GICs. They, we have redeemable options, we have non-redeemable options, we have um, bonus rates for businesses, we have different rate structures for um, registered versus non-registered funds. There's lots of different solutions that we could look at to members that don't necessarily involve touching markets or taking a big chunk out and buying a property or buying another piece of equipment or something like that. That's great. And, and if you, I mean, you talked about sort of working with accountants and so forth, but what if a business is starting and doesn't have those relationships? Do you guys offer more than investment advice? Do you have expertise or do you, do you pull in people for tax planning or estate planning or insurance or any of that sort of stuff? Because maybe I'm a business owner and go, I just don't, I just don't have, I'm not set up with all these other professionals just yet. Can, can mm -hmm. they work you guys to kind of have that knowledge and in, in, in partnerships? Absolutely. I, I have several accountants in town that uh, I've worked with in the past with other, other business members. We've got great relationships and I'm, we've worked on a, on the approval of me saying, you know what, I've got these three accountants. They're all great. Totally up to you who you want to use. Here's my recommendations. And then it's just up to the member of moving forward and finding the accountant. In terms of insurance, one of the ways we do differ from the banks is, is that we have a life insurance specialist that works with us. So she is in the branch down the hall. If I have any questions about life insurance or um, key man insurance, for example, is usually a big one with businesses. I just go grab her. Yeah, and I bring her in with my members and we have the conversation right here because we have the ability to do that. That's great. So and how often, how often do you meet with your clients? Like it, it, I'm assuming it, I know every case is different, but mm -hmm. uh, what's the typical communication or, or meeting? When, when you're Typically we would like, we meet annually yeah. unless we've had the request to meet. I, some members I meet with quarterly, okay. other members I meet with biannually. It, it just depends on what their needs are. And then usually if we are in any type of growth period, we want to meet a lot more frequently. Wow. We want to know what the plan is. We want to discuss what your business plan is moving forward. We want to look at it, make sure that the steps that we are taking are the correct steps and that we're following the right path. Right. And how, I, I, how is, how has the, the pandemic changed the way that you do business and how you offer service, like, or sorry, your service, your clients, that so you're doing a lot of this, I assume, a lot of I am. Call, yeah. phone calls and, and that sort of stuff? It is a lot of this, and it's a lot of this with um, existing members. And one of, one of the things that I'm most passionate about, Rob, that I really miss is getting together in a room with business owners and literally just talking to them. Right. And by listening, by having a conversation with these individuals, you can learn so much more about a business than you can through a screen. Right. Not to say that there's anything wrong with, with meetings like this. This is, this is the way we need to complete our, our meetings at this point right. for the health and safety of everyone involved. Right. But that face-to-face -face piece is what I miss. Yeah. And I think 
I, I would agree. I think a lot of us do. And I think, hey, Zoom isn't too bad or video calls. And after a while, you're like, I don't want to do another video yeah. call. <laughs> so, yeah. well, you've seen that meme about um, what Zoom calls remind people of? Yeah. And it's the um, the characters from, oh my God, what is wrong with my brain? <laughs> it's all the Muppets. That's it. It's from oh, the Muppets yeah. show. Yeah, okay, yeah. And they're all there and they're all the Muppets and <laughs> there's like five across in every line and, and it's about, uh, these are what Zoom calls are like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to switch focus for a little bit and then come back. I do have a couple more questions that we're going to wrap up. Before sure. But I, I want to switch focus and I want to get to know you a little bit more. We're going sure. to learn about you and park sort of our, the business side for a while. But um, for you, what's the best way for you to start, to start your day? What do you do? Coffee. <laughs> I need coffee. I have two small children. I have a three and a five-year-old. Yeah. Uh, it's imperative that I get coffee in the morning. <laughs> get coffee and mom first. Yeah. Um, if you found out this morning you had won the lottery, what's the first thing you would do? You oh can't because your, bo your boss might be listening, so let's just not say Chris. <laughs> oh, that's okay. He'd probably know what I'd do anyway. <laughs> um, honestly, I'd probably pay off my mortgage. Hmm. That would probably be one of the very first things I do is pay off my mortgage. Um, and then the rest would be, it would depend on how much money I, I got, Rob. There's a big difference between winning like a $2 million lottery and like a $75 million lottery. So there's a- Let's say 30 million. Let's, let's, let's split the difference. All right, well, I would definitely, um, definitely pay off my mortgage. Yeah. I would probably, put max out my kids RESP, put a ton of money in there for them. And on anything? see, this is the thing about me is I'm pretty realistic. <laughs> and we bought a new house in November, which we love. Yeah. I don't know that I would ever move from this house. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'd probably buy a boatload more shoes. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you were, uh, had to sing at a karaoke night, what would be your song of choice? What would you be belting out there? If you were mm. Any one of the Disney princesses songs, <laughs> give awesome. me like part of your world from Ariel and I will rock that out. <laughs> um, as you were going through your career, I mean, you're saying now almost 10 years with the, with the credit union is, is there, is there someone you've really admired? So it could be in. It could be in your, you know, in your work or outside or, or from afar. Is there anyone that sort of you've admired of being almost like a mentor in, in your career? Well, you know what? That's a hard one, Rob. Um, so part of the reason why I started with the credit union is actually because my dad worked for the credit union um, when we lived in Abbotsford. So I grew up in Abbotsford. And my dad worked for the credit union for years and years and years. And unfortunately he passed away in 2008. So 13 years now. But when I started with the credit union, one of the questions that um, the branch manager at the time asked me was what I was most proud of. And I was most proud of standing by my mom after my dad had died and putting the rest of my life on hold so that I could support my mom. Right. And coming into, my dad was a commercial account manager. Okay. So he dealt with businesses all the time. Mm. 
And it seems like as I am now a business banking advisor, I'm starting to move more towards that. Okay. Totally unbeknownst to me, to be honest with you, Rob. And the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, my dad has done stuff like that. Oh, my dad did that. Oh, my dad did this. And it's kind of like, and it's made me refocus, I think, on businesses and why they're important to me. Because I remember going, when I was a little girl, I remember going to a mushroom farm with my dad. And it was one of his clients. And I loved it. (laughs) I thought it was the best thing in the world. I was probably eight or nine years old. And honestly, I don't, I've never truly appreciated how much it has shaped my career until probably in the last few years being the business banking advisor for Kamloops. So it's a little bit corny, but No, that's great. That's great. I love those stories. That's awesome. Um, If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? What's your go-to meal? Any pasta. Yeah, that's good. Just you can you can you can do lots of pasta. I can see that. I'd be like seven hundred pounds though, Rob. <laughs> lots of carbs. <laughs> yeah. If, if uh, when and if it sounds like you love what you do, but when and if when and if you have a day off, what's your what's your favorite way to spend it? Reading. Hmm. Um, what are you reading right now? Anything? That... I've gone back to a good old favorite, uh, Harry Potter, and oh, yeah, series. Interesting. Yeah, it's an old favorite. And then um, another old favorite is Outlander. Oh, okay, yeah. So those are series that I can go back to. It doesn't matter how many times you read it, you go back to it yeah. and it, yeah, you no, just enjoy it, right? I agree. Um, so on Harry Potter, you mentioned, so if, if what, who would you have or who would you want to play you in a movie if they had to make a movie of your life? Oh my good Lord. Um, Disney, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know, I was thinking that someone did some princess in a Disney or something like that. But. Yeah, probably. Hey, <laughs> um, probably the young lady that plays Moana. Okay. What's her name? Um, uh, I know who you're talking about. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad with Hollywood. I'm not bad. With, yeah. She, she's I know you're amazingly about. talented. She's got yeah. a, she's got this amazing voice. Um, and she's Hawaiian. I, I, I can't remember her name. But I know you're talking about. Yeah. We'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, is there, what famous person, either dead or alive, would you love to meet for a cup of coffee? Gut reactions, Colin Firth. Mm. Love Colin Firth. Mm. Loved him ever since I saw him in BBC's presentation of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. The ad- adaptation from Jane Austen's book. Loved it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, when we're able to travel, what was your favorite place you ever visited? Hawaii, Maui, specifically. That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> I'd go back to Maui every single year if I could afford it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, last question. If you weren't a business banking advisor right now, Bob, first, what would you be doing? What would be sort of your, your passion if you were doing what you're doing right now? I would be a teacher. Mm. So I actually have my BA and oh. I went to school originally to be a teacher. Yeah. And if I wasn't doing this, I would be teaching, but I can't imagine not doing this. Yeah. 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 I really enjoy what I do. So it's hard to think that I do would you, leave this to go teach. Yeah. Thank you for playing with that. It was fun. That was good. Get to know you a little bit more. So um, you mentioned sort of you don't see yourself doing anything else. So what, 
what what motivates you? What keep what gets you up in the morning? It sounds like you have a real passion for what you do. What's the driver? Like, what what gets you up in the morning? Really passionate for about your job. My members, the members that I have, the businesses that I have. Um, I've said to my boss on more than one occasion, and he's probably going to kill me for saying this, but that's okay. I could really care less about making sure that he's pleased with me because if my members are happy with me and I'm doing my job and I'm making sure that my members are successful and their business is doing well and their personal life is going well, then I've done my job. So then by extension, my boss would be happy with me, but my members are honestly the most important thing to me, Rob. And you know, if they cry, I cry. I'm a big baby. (laughs) So it's, it, I get personally invested. I, you know, I said that before. I honestly get personally invested with these members, and I want them to succeed as much as they want to succeed. Right, and that's great, and that's what makes you good at your role. That's awesome to hear. Um, so businesses have gone through interesting 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about diversifying your business income or your investments. How does how does someone like yourself or a business banking advisor? How do you help businesses through that? Like, what's the role that you play? And how, through these crucial decisions that decisions, sorry, that businesses need to make. So we would do a couple of things. We want to know what your goals are. Are you going to retire in 25 years or are you going to retire in five years? Because that will drastically change what options we have available to us to make those decisions. So we want to find out what your goals are, both in your personal life and in your business life, so that we make sure that we are following both of those as needed. And then it will, our next steps will depend on the structure of your business. Are you a sole proprietor? Are you incorporated? Are you a limited partnership? Whatever that might look like, that will also dictate our next steps. It's kind of a little bit like, um, like an idea map, if you've ever seen those. So then, you know, once we have the, a few of the really important questions answered, we can then offshoot from that. And then we could go a couple different directions or three or four different directions. And then within those, we can then go a few more directions. So it's just depending on what our path is. And in order to find out what the path is, we need to know what the goals are. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's it's a good starting point, that's for sure. Yeah. For people that are listening um, that are, you know, might have questions or interested and go, wow, I didn't know I could do that. What's, what's the next steps they can take if, if to either get a hold of you or learn more? They can visit our website at www.valleyfirst.com. Um, they can call into our member advice center and speak to our business, um, our business team that's available on the phone. Okay. Phone number for that locally would be 250-374-4924, or they can stop by the branch and reach out to me here. And give me a call. I'm happy to answer any questions and um, address any concerns. With information as it comes through, it will be, if, if members reach out, I'm not going to be able to provide an answer over the phone within 12 seconds. There is no standard operating procedure when it comes to what your business looks like. It's going to depend on industry. It's going to depend on what you're currently operating as it's going to depend on on so many different factors that it's not going to be a quick five minute phone call it's going to be a five minute phone call to say hey i'm available next week can you come in on wednesday let's have a conversation yeah yeah 
Okay. Well, that's good. So, I mean, there's lots of options for them to get a hold of you, go on the website, mm-hmm. uh, give you a call or pop in the branch and, and book an appointment or, or at least get a business card to give you a call. So there's lots of different ways that they can get a hold of you. So Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to join us. Um, lots of really good information. Hopefully people are listening and, and at least give us something to think about. If Hopefully. Yeah. And they learned a little bit more about you and your aspiration to be a Disney princess. Pretty much. Hey, I just thought about that. I'm like, huh, maybe I should just be a Disney princess. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I really enjoyed your discussion. Thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, um, if anyone has any questions, please do reach out to Alana and, and you know, Valley first. So uh, everyone have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks so much, Rob. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation. 